Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz pianist, organist, drummer, composer, and arranger, Matthew Whitaker. He opened up about his latest 2019 CD, Now Hear This. He's come a long way from his home of Hackensack, New Jersey, surrounded by music. He started playing music at the age of three, and by nine, he taught himself how to play the Hammond B3 organ and would become the youngest artist to be endorsed by the Hammond Company in its 80-plus year history. At 10, he was invited to perform at Stevie Wonder's induction at the Apollo Theater's Hall of Fame, and over the years, he's played with the likes of Christian McBride, Dr. Lonnie Smith, Regina Carter, Jason Moran, and John Batiste. And he has already etched an incredible story, so please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz. I appreciate it. Thank you. So let's go ahead and start off with your latest 2019 CD, Now Hear This. Talk to me a little bit about what your artistic vision with this project was. Okay, so uh, let me start from over here. So like on the first album, uh, Out of the Box, that was really an album that introduced me to uh, me playing in different styles and on different instruments as well. Now Hear This is basically saying, okay, you're out of the box now. Hear what else, you know, this, this guy can do, you know? <laughs> now hear this, uh, in the nutshell, basically, um, in, includes a lot more complex music, uh, including arrangements, uh, originals, more um, sounds, possibilities, <laughs> you know, and um, it's really amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, really with, I'm really, really, really happy with the way everything turned out. Well, and I guess that's another question, too, is for each successive release that you have, is this an evolution? I mean, with now, hear this, obviously, it's like now, hear this. What are you trying yeah. to do each time? Be the best I can be musically, and I try to um, really let that come through, especially when I'm soloing on, on, the, on, on this music as well. Yeah, just having fun on the album, because, you know, like, you know um, really having fun is really one of the most important you know, things that has. Yeah, and I, and I can totally hear that. So speaking Thank of you. fun... And kind of this evolution up to right now, you're you're from Hacken, Hackensack, New Jersey. You grew up yeah. in a musical family. Talk to me about your childhood and how you cultivated this love of not only music but jazz. Yeah. So when I was three, I started playing music. I taught myself um, nursery rhymes. Um, and uh, when I was five, I started taking classical piano lessons. At five, at seven, I started getting into jazz music. So, and my, my dad first played jazz for me on the radio uh, in the car. And ever since then, it's, it's been my favorite genre to play and listen to. What jazz music specifically early on were you listening to where you were like, man, this is it? Any, any jazz. Like, I don't remember exactly what it was like when I first started, but it was like, um, yeah, but uh, um, like, I love all types of jazz. Um, from the 30, from the uh, like early 1900s to like now. So you started off on the keyboard, you branched out to the Hammond, and I'm always curious with musicians, mm -hmm. what is it that gives you this desire to learn something like the Hammond? For me as a listener, it makes total sense. It's one of the most elegant uh, instruments in jazz. But why I agree, did you want I to agree. Yeah. I agree, because um, they're not just in jazz. It's elegant in like all other styles of music, all genres of music, really. And um, for me, um, physical hands-on control and sound, because um, uh, the Hammond B3, you have, or, um, the, the, the Hammond Origins in general, you have um, 
for the most part, um, two manuals, and you got foot pedals, and you got all the controls on top, um, which are the, the drawbars and the switches, and the, and on on some models you, you even get knobs as well. But um, yeah, and uh, you also have the the Leslie control uh, speaker, which which is really the the big amplifier that's like that's to the organ sometimes, and like which which is which is really what makes the sound come alive. And um, yeah, and it just sounds amazing, and I, I love it because I'm able to get sounds I never even thought <laughs> of getting yeah. out of that out of that instrument, and it's very endless, really. And I try to, and um, th that's why I wanted to include a lot, uh, um, a lot more Orton on this new record because um, I, I just love the way it sounded. Speaking of Hammond, in its 80 plus year history, you were the youngest to be endorsed by them. How did that feel? Oh, it felt really amazing to be endorsed um, by Hammond. Um, fun fact, um, one of my favorite artists and mentors, uh, Dr. Lonnie Smith, he actually gave me the endorsement. Like, uh, we were performing uh, to, uh, together, just Hammond, um, uh, the two organs, and um, at the end of the performance, he just gave me the, the whole paper like, with the endorsement on it. <laughs> wow. You know... When I when I interviewed Lonnie, I, I still to this day find that entire conversation with him transformative. The aura, the the vibe, the entirety of him is something that I don't know that you could ever convey to another human being. Yeah. Man, and I tell you what, I always coin this term where I always think about the elders like him and Jimmy Heath and Sonny Rollins. I mm -hmm. see them in Cloud City and Star Wars as the Jazz Jedi Council. But I always, see, <laughs> I always see Dr. Lonnie as the leader of that. Like, he's the Mace Windu. He's the guy that's, like, the supreme being. Right. It, had, it, it has to be amazing to learn from him. Like, I, just interviewing yeah. him was transformative, but to learn from somebody that's that gentle, that humble, yeah. and that powerful as a human has to be yeah. something amazing. Yeah, and, and, and you can tell he, he always has a fun time, you know, playing and uh, or whatever he's doing, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. As your career kind of takes off, you know, we've just talked about Dr. Lonnie, but what about other people in your life that have been mentors that have given you really good advice? I've worked a lot with Christian McBride, who is an amazing jazz bass player. Um, I also have met and worked with uh, John Baptiste. Um, he, he is, he is a, a piano player. He plays keys and and drums and different instruments. Um, uh, Deval Crawford, who is from New Orleans, uh, he also plays piano, and he sings as well. He's, he's really amazing. There's a whole bunch of more artists that, that, that I've seen who give me advice, but they always tell me, you know, be the best you can be and, and just have fun musically and, and yeah, be, right be humble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So... You've received some brass up to this point in your life. You you received the Outstanding Soloist Award for the Jazz at Lincoln Center, and you've, you've gotten other awards. Yeah. So my question to you is this. I don't want to know, like, what your favorite award is, but what award yeah. have you received that totally that caught you off guard? You were like, wow, I didn't see that coming at all. Mm, that's a hard question. I mean, I mean, I guess all of them, I guess, because, like, you know, I don't, um, I don't, it's, you know, it's better to get this or that, you know, or whatever, you know, but um, if it just chump, you know, if I'm just giving it, I'm just, you know, thankful, you know, that I have, I have it, you know, whatever it is. You know, the one thing that I always find is somebody looking from the outside in is just kind of a, a, a journalist 
I think mm-hmm. about how powerful it is to be able to hop on the stage and have this unifying language that you get to present to the world. And you've had that opportunity to go around the world. You've been at the United Nations. You've been on a lot of stages around the world. What's, what's it like to have that not only responsibility, but that privilege to be able to present your music and language to others around the world? Like I said, uh, like I said before, uh, I'm, I'm thankful and honored that I'm able to travel and perform for everybody. The audiences, especially, are just so into the music, you know, no matter what you're doing. You know, they always try to find a way to get into it. And I always love talking to the audiences as well, you know, just get, getting them in and, and them enjoying, even if they never heard jazz before. Like, um, there, there was a couple of shows that I just played recently. As a matter of fact, last night um, I, I played a show and I met this guy from uh, Colombia and he came up to me, he, he he said he loved the show and that he's never heard jazz before. That got to me, you know, because, like, it's his first time hearing it and he loves it. And that that's one thing that, that I love that, you know, that that happens, you know, to, to, yeah. to people, you know. They, they hear something for the first time and they love it. And, and, and I always tell people, you know, especially young musicians or young artists, keep practicing it and, and, and also just try to, Get get into other genres of music and, and and if you like it, you know, try to try try your best to fit it in your style and make it your own. You know, you know, probably one of the most hallowed stages in this entire planet is the sta- at the at the Apollo, and you won. Yeah, the child stars of tomorrow. That had to be huge. Yeah, and that's another one that 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 that, that I you know again um, I am thankful for it, and I, I wasn't I didn't see it coming. <laughs> The Tower Store, the 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 Tower Stars of Tomorrow, and also the Showtime at the Apollo thing, which happened a few years ago as well. So, so the one with Steve Harvey. Well, and did did you you had the chance to perform um, at Stevie Wonder's induction into the Hall of Fame? Yeah. The Apollo. When I was ten what, years old, yeah. Wow, that's just that's mind blowing. What was that like? Did you have a chance to kind of talk to Stevie and kind of feel that yeah. you know, how he performs? Yes, I got, I got a chance to I got a chance to speak to him before I, I, I before I went on stage to perform, but yeah, we um he gave me um he he gave me one of his harmonicas as well, wow. which is really yeah. cool. I also got to see him perform as well, which is amazing. You have the fortunate opportunity in your life right now to perform for all kinds of people, and just like you referenced, this cat that never heard jazz, and you've introduced him and baptized him in jazz. What was one of the first jazz, live jazz shows that you were at that really moved you? Like I said before, <laughs> I don't remember exactly. You know, just, 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 it, it's been so long. With jazz, you, you, you never know what's going to happen, literally. Like, you know, it, it, it's just that good. Like, you, you never know what's going to happen. So why do you love jazz? From my point of view, I'm able to express myself musically, whether it be just playing chords or soloing or, you know, and you don't, you don't, you don't have to play what's exactly on the, on the page, you know, other genres of music, you know, you have to play what's like the recording or what's, what's like the, the page. see, uh, unless you're transcribing, wait, 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 if, if you're transcribing a solo or a melody, then you have to do it exactly, but when you just take t- t- uh, t- the song, figure out ways to, to, to do your thing over it, then it becomes magical, you know, and it becomes like, you know, really you, you know. And that's what I love doing. I love making 
arrangements of, of songs that people know and just doing my thing to him. Or just composing crazy stuff. <laughs> like on my album, for example, um, my song Emotions, there's a section where it's in 15. Well, I count it in 15, but um, you can um, divide it in however, you know, what, what, time, what, what time you want. Right on. So my final question to you is this. Everyone has yeah. a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans. You're living your life. You know who you are. Who do you think you are? Mm, that's that's a good question. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I think I'm someone who likes to be creative. First of all, humble, creative, <laughs> have fun. Uh, does that does that help? Or does, that, no, that's that, that's great. And and the beauty okay. of this question is is that it's an open canvas. But any anything yeah. you put out there. Is, is the piece of art. That's beautiful. That, that's a great mm. way to succinctly wrap it up. That's a great way to wrap up. Man, I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for your music. Thank you for your time today. And good luck in the future, man. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Matthew for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Jazz.